welcome to Shite and Sound, the podcast where two comedians watch one of the masterpieces of world cinema and then follow it up with a critically reviled film that is similar in some way. Maybe they share themes, plot, actors, or director. We want to see if counterpointing these two films can bring out some new information or insights. On this episode, we watched number 34 on the Sight and Sound list, Taxi Driver. Scorsese, Schrader, and De Niro's masterful study of obsession and violence in 70s New York. Our second film this week is The Driller Killer, maybe the most accurately titled movie ever made. Finn, I do think it's a bit rich to call The Driller Killer the most accurately titled film ever made when we're comparing it with Taxi Driver. Uh, and you know our other choice. He 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 does he does lots of other stuff in this movie. Yeah, the driller killer also like paints. He if it paints was... a buffalo. I mean, I mean, kills people. Look, Finn. I know that this is all just you subtweeting my most firmly held film opinion, which is that there is one only accurate. There is only one accurate film title, and it is The Happening. <laughs> with a debate going on about whether the thing counts. I mean, old, like, old is, is a pretty accurate one, it seems like. No, it's a very recent film, Finn. Old is a very recent film. Ah, great, yeah. Good. That film would be accurately uh, called... Recently, so it's not old. Great job. That that film would Tim, accurately... Tim, Tim, Tim and Eric's awesome show, great job. <laughs> no, old would be accurately titled if it was called The Beach That Makes You Old Until You Die... Brackets or become Miss Honey from Matilda. Close brackets. While M Night Shyamalan. Open brackets. Cameo. Closed brackets. Our watches from a distance. Four square brackets. Twist reason. Close square brackets. You know. Yeah. I'm just upset. Yeah. Or like obviously there's films like um, oh, Full Metal Jacket is uh, about a fashion show the shining but only when you watch it on a glossy screen uh the departed which is a ghost movie yeah um 2001 a space odyssey was accurately named for 365 days but then no longer um all right so finn taxi driver martin scorchese paul schrader Bobby De Niro. My question for you is not how accurate is the title, because that would be spurious. My the key question I have for you about this film is: Is this the film where you most have to ignore the author's intent when it comes to one bit of it for it to be good? Because Scorchese and Schrader, and I'm unsure about De Niro, have been fervent in public about the final sequence because yeah taxi driver it's about this guy he drives a taxi uh he he he's he he's gross to sybil shepherd and then you know tries to save jodie foster uh and and kills people and uh ends up a hero to briefly quote the imdb trivia for taxi driver uh 
<clears throat> Herein lies the problem. Uh, in a 2016 interview, actor De Niro, when trying to deride Donald Trump, compared him to the character Travis Bickle, seemingly forgetting that the movie had a happy ending and Bickle was a hero. So obviously we have to make some <laughs> assumptions about the author of that trivia. But uh, <clears throat> but yeah, both Schrader and Squish. Scorchese have said that the ending is not a dream is to be taken literally that 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 after he's shot Harvey Keitel and the mafioso and a third person um he he is then acclaimed in the news Iris goes back to her family and uh, Sybil Shepherd ends up back in his taxi kind of faintly admiring him and I think that and like obviously it ends with the gesture that he's still crazy yeah um but this film has a roughly happy ending and i just think it has like it cannot be like it has to be at least some kind of a delusion right i mean like when i look at that ending i never think that that is a a like delusion or a or a dream it feels to me a lot like the ending of uh, the king of comedy which i think some people also think is a dream no it's it's a big fucking joke on america and american culture that this guy who we just saw it happen with Kyle Rittenhouse if in america you are a white man and you go around murdering people and they are like the dregs of society. If you can find a way to make the people you murdered seem worse than you, then then you then you are automatically a hero in America. Oh and, and like and that and that and and like even Civil Shepherd's character is not is not immune to that that like fundamental sickness. Oh, uh, yeah, like, absolutely. And I am not saying that it has to be literally a dream. You know, it doesn't have to be the TV tropes. It's his dying thoughts thing. Yeah, no, he, 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 was, he, he got in a car crash halfway from a movie and he was in a coma <laughs> ever since then. Yeah, do you know? And that's the, and that's the only way you can understand Taxi Driver. Um, Allegedly, at some point, uh, when he was shaving that mohawk, <laughs> he cut his head open, and all of his memories fell out. Uh, uh, allegedly, at some point in in the really rushed development of No Dime to Tie, because they had to get it out, they had to get that film about a manufactured virus out in early 2020. They just had to get it out the door. Uh, apparently, one of Carrie Fu- uh, Fukunaga's pictures was that halfway through the twist reveal is that actually he's still being tortured uh, by Blofeld Inspector, <laughs> <laughs> which is like, oh, I would have fucking respected that yeah, shit. Yeah, no, that, that's great. Uh, uh, but no, uh, it is, is not, but it's not sincere is what I'm saying. Uh, uh, and the bit that cannot, the bit that I, of it that I think is delusion is the letter from Iris's parents. Because the letter from Iris's parents is so, is such a perfect ending. And, and it yeah. is so the ending that the Travis Bickle who looks Rorschach-like as an, uh, as a unalloyed hero uh, as the as as a true savior we can all look up to unironically looking out on our new york concrete jungle where dreams are made of and going like, i wish we could all flush this away um 
uh, yeah no i like i buy i buy that it is satire mm. but for that to be true it can't be a sincere ending and, and like schrader has said that kind of the idea is that it's cyclical that you end with him looking in the mirror in the taxi because you could then essentially cut to the beginning of the film and you know next right, time yeah. they won't think he's a hero but it is it is like because who doesn't know taxi driver i doubt anyone who is listening to this does not know the plot of taxi driver even if they've not seen it and if you haven't seen it yeah, check it out. It is it one hundred percent. Yeah, and if you haven't seen it, it's probably not the film you think it is. Like, yeah. in terms of plot, it will be what you're expecting largely. But but like in, in in terms of like tone and pace, it is so different from like how people sell it a lot of the time. Yeah, and it is a lot like Becker is like Judge Dredd. <laughs> uh, uh, or or uh, Rorschach, or to a much much lesser extent, uh, the Punisher, uh, in that he has been so misappropriated by so many people who fundamentally, because like there's not an ambiguity in this film. This is not even like no. an anti-hero film. This is a film with a villain protagonist. Um, uh, uh, he is. It's not. I can't see, there's not a debate on it, right? No. Like, <laughs> it's not, there's not really a bit of this where you can be like, oh, well, actually. If you watch any scene of him interacting with other people, apart from, like, his, his like, first scene of Civil Shepherd, he yeah. is ab- just absolute unbridled maniac who it's impossible to be around. Well, and, and one who has absolutely no concept of how he comes across. Like, so yeah. much of the game of the first half of this film is that we hear his diary entries of of this kind of muffled poet soul in him being like, oh, I feel so trapped. Uh, uh, oh, I could oh, only I'm, reach I'm other God's people. man. Um, and, and then it builds to the bit where he says, like, in his diary, he's writing, like, oh, I'm so sad Sybil Shepherd has misunderstood me. If only we could reconnect. And yeah, it she, cuts she, to she, her. She's, she's, like, she, she, she's, she's just as fake as the rest of them. I, 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 I thought she was someone different. Uh, uh, and, uh, uh, but in like a kind of sad, like Kafka love letter kind of way. Uh, check out Kafka's love letters. He, he was a bit of a bickle. Um, and but then it just cuts to him bursting into the campaign office where he works furiously and threateningly like yelling at her and just immediately and like being hurried out and it is like it's horrifying um and it is so and like yeah like dread uh uh like (laughs) Uh, uh, like the Punisher, like uh, uh, Rorschach, he it is he's so clearly supposed to be um, an expression of the worst impulses within people, within yeah. people who take a sense of justice. The uh, the, the impulse to get a mohawk. <laughs> I mean, one of the most damning moments in either of our lives is when you had a mohawk and I was wearing a military jacket and a comedian <laughs> said that between us we were Travis Bickle, <laughs> which is not, like, wrong, you know? <laughs> no, no, it is. We'd, neither of We would never go into the Marines if he was in the Marines. Yeah, he was, but 
I don't know. I like the idea that he's he's just cosplaying. Um, and it is ah, uh, we. But so many people have looked at this film and mistaken the film's empathy for his situation for validation of it, mm-hmm. right? And that's because it comes from like Schrader wrote this film while delivering food. Uh, uh, having just gone through uh, uh, a breakup, really getting into guns, and he was like, "Oh, this is dangerous." Yeah, uh, uh, and, yeah, and he and, wrote, and like, he wrote it, a film about that. <laughs> yeah, and 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 like Trader's whole thing is like is is like having empathy and an intense understanding of the worst, most broken men. That, yeah, that's and like this. This was you know this was the first film he wrote, and he's been doing that for the last almost fifty years now. And like, like I, I just saw the card count of like a few days ago, and like he's he's still doing it. It's still his yeah. thing. He's still pretty good at it. How's the card counter good? It it, it is not like transcendent like first reformed is. Yeah, but like it, but it is it is uh, it is good. Number seven on on Kaye's Do Cinemas Films of the Year. Was it? Yeah. I'll I'll get to it before the end of the year because Isaac, of course, and Schrader. Yeah. Um, and it is. Schrader writes this film and, and Scorsese directs it and De Niro acts it with such a sense of wanting to be not to be fair not to let Travis uh, uh, be a good not not to like forgive him mm. but to to show him to, to, to give him a fair crack of the whip yeah. Which, which of course starts with yeah, Schrader really relate having a situation where he's like, oh, this is bad. I'm gonna write a film about how this could get worse. Um, and then, uh, uh, through to like De Niro being like, I just want to play bad men. You know, I've just I've just won an Oscar for being um, young Marlon Bundo. Uh, uh, I just want to find someone who is worse than that, who is worse than the head of the mafia. Um, and, and Scorsese being like, I just, I just want to look at this fucked up guy and be like, yeah. just like fucking, I want to look at him until you can't look at him anymore and be like, just look at this fucking idiot monster also it would be good if i could have a cameo where i say the n-word yeah. uh, uh tarantinoing i believe is <laughs> is the is the term well look hey oh no hey all, 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 all credit to the master scorsese did it first <laughs> oh oh yeah and like uh uh that character is uh um, the you know barring the people who prostitute 12 year olds uh is the one person worse than travis in the film you know yeah. like he is uh his appearance is the absolute nadir of the moral universe of this narrative so it yeah, is and like when i watch hot fiction or whatever i i enjoy the scene of jimmy i think that's a fun scene and Quentin yeah. tarantino does a good job playing it like a really irritating guy but, but, yeah. but like what? But like, what do you Scorsese- think that was his intent, though? <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, what Scorsese does in this is play, yeah, just just like 
like an actual monster just, just, just yeah. like just like like jim J- jimmy is irritating and sucks but be like man in the cab is actually horrifying in a way that like jimmy is just sort of like a figure of fun yeah and, and there is a power like jimmy being played by tarantino is tarantino wanting to show off and like scorsese yeah. played the the unsettling taxi customer because uh, I think an actor didn't show something like right. that. Um, uh, uh, it's one of those kind of situations. But there is an extra textual power uh, um, to the fact that the the person who gets into Travis's car, just as Travis has is is has just really, really fucked up his relationship with Sybil Shepherd, um, and and then doing this monologue about how he's going to kill his wife because he's the customer that going to kill his wife because she's sleeping with an african-american man and then just like in detail describing what it looks like when you shoot a woman in the genitals and it, like that coming with, from like the, the 45 yeah um and yeah chloe grace moretz would be so happy um <laughs> And, and like the power that that is the director, that's like the boss sitting and stepping into the back seat is like, uh, I mean, like, oh, sorry, I jumped right into the weeds. Hmm. Uh, uh, but I think this is like, this is a film that's so interesting because it is so good and it is so unassumingly good. Because it's such a basic film. The mm. plot is incredibly simple. The, there, there is not really much artifice to it. There is not much... Like, there is shitloads of craft in it. But, like, when you look at discussions of it, people talk about either the credits, you know, lights reflected in the mirror, or the overhead shot at the end of the shooting, yeah. or when the camera tracks away when he's on the phone begging Sybil Shepherd and apologizing, which are like the three times the film does anything self-conscious. The rest yeah. of the time, it's just hanging out with this guy, you know? Yeah, and like, oh, when I was watching it this time, it really felt like a Schrader film more than it felt like a, more, more than it felt like a Scorsese film. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, I, I, the, the like, first time I saw Taxi Driver, I hadn't seen any other Schrader. Now I've seen, like, four or five of his other films mm. and it has that slowness and stillness that i like really associate with his works and 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 like it is doing that, 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 that like that script and the character that he that he like has continued doing for the last 50 years yeah well and, it- and you know, like things that we really associate with scorsese being like uh, quick cut montages and really like smart use of pop music all of that sort of stuff is just like totally not here well, and I I think part of that is because Schrader's plot, because he has one, which is like there's this guy who's a little which is, fuck, which is which is also Robert Brisson's plot. Oh, ah, uh, yeah. There's this guy. He's a little fucked, uh, and he tries to do something but fails entirely because of himself, which sends him into a spiral 
which ends with him committing an act of horrific violence mm. um and, and in in this case in taxi driver's case it's like yeah he tries to go on a date with sybil shepherd um well they go on one successful date and then in uh, yeah. the second date he takes her to see a film great second date uh, and credits roll happy film no he takes her to see Horn, which is a bold opening gambit you know yeah. second date um uh, and the the rejection of that sends him into a spiral where he decides to become a lethal avenger for Jodie Foster as a 12 year old first of all he decides to to try and assassinate oh, presidential God, candidate that's right yeah. and then when he's too creepy to to pull that off he he, he decides to to kill some pimps i mean that scene the scene of him trying to distract we're yeah, talking to the Secret Service guy. The Secret, Secret it's, it's, Service it's, it's agent. It's so good. But that is like an incredibly Scorsese scene because it's yeah, 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 basically yeah. slapstick comedy of him being like, <laughs> hey, I thought I saw some suspicious guys over there. You should No, that's not his voice at all. Um, no, but, but yeah, like that is the scene that feels like least straighter because it is like a weird comedy of manners with this really fucked up guy who like thinks he is acting so normal. Oh, <laughs> like, I... Like, it is essentially the scene from The Wolf of Wall Street where where they're on drugs and they're trying to and they're trying to pretend they're not on drugs. Yeah, it is. Um, there, there's one other bit. There's one other kind of like uh, 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 like nubbin in the film that I think is incredibly uh, Scorsese rather than Schrader because as as we've talked about, like Schrader's films for good or ill are about one person. Uh, yeah. They are about their central character and also that that central character is paul schrader in a in a way you, you usually yeah yeah whereas in this uh you have uh his other his, the other taxi drivers who are like peter boyle is one of them i can't remember yeah. the others who, uh, the, who the, uh the others are, are played by uh, uh, by, uh, by, uh, uh by an actor called norman matlock plays mm-hmm. Charlie T, uh, a guy called Harry Norfolk who plays Doughboy. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Those are the two main other ones. And they get a couple of scenes of just like hanging out and being nice guys, and like they pretty much exist so that this film can be like hashtag not all taxi drivers, because they're like the like I always forget the scene where they're like yeah I had these two queers in and they're like oh but I told them you know they should go to California because they got things better out there and you're like <laughs> yeah. oh yeah thank Christ thank Christ this we weren't gonna be asked to watch you know the dad from Everybody Loves Raymond or whatever Peter Doyle is Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle, he's also Clyde Bruck. He also played the character Clyde Bruckman, named for Clyde Bruckman, who directed the general in an X Files episode. Yeah, uh, and, and he also played he also played the he also played the monster in Young Frankenstein. Oh yeah, he's uh, he's he's the uh, he's one of the he's one of the mobsters in the Friends of Eddie Coyle, which yeah. I, I watched recently, and that that movie is great. It's just a bunch of like. It's it's Peter Boyle and Robert Mitchum just being incredibly sad, like past middle aged gangsters, and uh, it, it fucking rules. But but like the 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 thing that is amazing about it is it is Peter Boyle like the year before Young Frankenstein or like two years before Young Frankenstein, and 
he is wearing these incredibly like ill-fitting suits and walking bizarrely and he and he is walking in a way be like oh yeah i see why you cast miss frankenstein mel brooks this this guy this guy walks so fucking weird um and 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 to to briefly touch on mitchum as a way one robert to get to another because uh this was the first thing schrader wrote but it was not his first film produced his first film made was the yakuza the the robert mitchum film right which i watched for our episode on on night of the hunter um which i at the time didn't really internalize as being a schrader film and you can kind of and looking back on it i kind of go like oh yeah that was schrader going like what what is a schrader film that will sell right like the the interesting difference is that when when you put mitchum as a schrader lead this broken man forced towards violence uh um uh he sorry briar just came home that i i wasn't just getting really emotional about Paul Schrader characters. I mean, I absolutely could. Uh, um, is that that no matter what you do with Mitchum, he feels heroic. And like the lesson of Night of the Hunter is that you have to change the whole film to make Robert Mitchum villainous. You don't change Mitchum anyway. But when you put De Niro as Paul Schrader, like, ah, oh, so horrific. Like, it is. It makes me really because yeah we talked well when when we did raging bull um uh we debated what his best performance is and i just cannot i just don't think there is an argue like it is obviously this one i think yeah i mean it's 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 pretty good i just don't think there is a debate personally about what his best performance is is that like obviously de niro even when he's like hanging around doing comedy de niro in his 70s being like i just want to get paid to have laughs with some yeah. young people um and, and he's always I, watchable I, I, I just want to pretend to fuck aubrey plaza yeah and and but and and like even when he's doing drama he's so in it he's working so hard jodie foster's repeated anecdote about this film um that isn't just a major piece of piece of trauma trauma for her but anyway enough about assassinating presidents um uh, uh is that uh robert de niro would keep being like hey jodie let's let's go down let's go get some coffee and she'd be like are you gonna ask that we run the diner scene again he's like no jody no we've done it a dozen times we wouldn't do it again and she'd be like okay and when they just say now let's have a go with that scene (laughs) (laughs) um and like yeah he is he's an obsessive rehearser he is yeah he's so good at finding his way into characters even when he is inside uncanny valley playstation 3 cg like in um and the the irishman yeah which is like there are parts of the irishman which are like some of the best performances he's he's ever given yeah there's the scene in the irishman where, where he's on the phone to jimmy hopper's wife yeah and, and like uh is 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 incredible and the reason he stands out so much in that film um is i mean like pacino is past trying and um pesci is great 
but like retired um is that he is wearing that cg like a mask he is acting through it not acting with it but in this i am genuinely concerned for him i'm concerned for robert de niro and that he and that it is robert de niro is so a type he he is he is a performer and an actor but in this i just see this incredibly damaged man and like when he is sitting in that porn cinema just having absolutely no idea why she would be upset that he's taken her to a porn film i i don't it is this moment of synthesis where i don't feel at all i'm not like oh robert de niro is doing a good job of pretending i'm like come on you idiot what are you it's it's so and because it is you so know, I, huge. I i i i i had i had i had to skip i had to skip that scene yeah that, yeah that, 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 that was like for one of the movie where i was like no i'm just gonna i'm gonna give myself a pass on this I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip from them going into the porn cinema to them leaving the porn cinema and then i mean i can watch it again but. his performance is what makes the film and that is a lot yeah considering it is also in uh, uh 10 out of 10 directing and 10 out of 10 or oh, 9 out of 10 writing we'll get we'll get to that um uh, uh it, and it is because when he suddenly is like i have to kill a presidential candidate and then like i have to kill harvey Keitel and some other people you you absolutely follow him like the bicycle thieves like my father i mean the father fuck like you 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 are absolutely inside and relate to uh that character like like Susie banyan uh like clive owen uh just to list characters i relate to a lot um <laughs> and, and i just it is raging bull is a film about someone who is equally if not more so monstrous um but it feels like he is always outside of him he is always outside of jake whereas in this we are always inside travis like we yeah there is one scene or two scenes where jake that 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 travis isn't in there's the, like, one scene in the campaign headquarters yeah. with Sybil Shepard and Albert Brooks where, like, they see him outside. Yeah. And, and he's still in that scene, you know? Yeah. And there's and, the scene with Foster and Keitel, yeah. Oh, oh right, yeah. 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 I, sorry, I've, to- I've talked a lot. What is... So why do you like Taxi Driver? Why do you, a loner who thinks the world would be better if it listened to you, like Taxi Driver? Well, I think the streets are filthy. Yeah, and someday a real rain's gonna come. <laughs> like, uh, uh, look, uh, as 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 a guy who used to have a mohawk and was yeah. uh, and was constantly uh, jokingly referred to as a uh, uh, as a potential school as a potential school shooter by people uh, with uh, by people who aren't funny. Uh, yeah. uh, this is my second time seeing Taxi Driver. And what is there to really say about Taxi Driver? You know, everyone's already been saying it for the past fucking 45 years. It's just fucking great the whole way through. You know, yeah. like... It's compelling. It's entertaining. Yeah. It, it It is... It is, like, 
interesting and challenging without ever flirting with edgy like edge lordism like yeah it, it 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 threads a lot of needles that society would then spend 60 years fa- like 50 years failing to yeah yeah it, it, it's it's for, it's for, it's the second best movie about a man's life falling to pieces after he sees civil shepherd yeah um shout out to oh i'm going to say uh oh, I need to think of a third film she's been in. She's been in so many films as well. It is listeners, we're recording this. We started this recording at eleven AM, which may be the earliest we've ever started. Which Probably. yeah, is is terrible. That's that's a real indictment on both me and Finn as night owls. Um and I just, my brain is fuzz. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, Sybil Shepherd was in a remake of The Lady Vanishes with Elliot Gould and Angela Lansbury. Oh, okay. 1979. Oh, nice. it's got, nice. I'll, 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 I'll probably watch that at some point. Yeah. Um, I, I think, the, the, I think uh, the thing to say about... Uh, I, I think there are two things. I think there's a real positive and a real negative to talk about in, in this film. Because uh, um, the, 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 the script famously did not really change much from the first draft that, that, that De Niro and Scorchese read. Well, De, De Niro read and took to Scorsese and De Palma might have done it at some point. And like De Palma's take on this film would be interesting. I, I don't think it would quite be the home run, but anyway, um, it, it is that uh, so, um, the major change that happened that, that Scorsese made was that he made a lot m- more of the characters white, uh, which should be, a bad move but in in schrader's script everyone he shoots at the end including sport Kaitel's character the people who were pro, who were prostituting iris right um were, were, were all black men right and, and travis was implicitly and maybe a little explicitly racist uh and the, I've even seen mentioned, but never confirmed, that at some point the presidential nominee was also a black man. Right. Um, and, and I think the thing that Scorsese understands is, is that, as much as this film would obviously be a condemnation of that violence, uh, um, and, and uh, of that racism, it still does like the the bit of this film that. This film I am going to call Super Fucking Sound. It's really high up on my list. That Jazz, for me, is, 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 you know, his one justified kill, which is, you know, once he's gotten his guns off the the guy who sells things out of suitcases, and then yeah. you see that scene, uh, and you go like, oh, that's what, like, this scene in every film since then is a parody of or yeah, a so reference to. Do, like, do, holy uh, shit. Do you know who that guy is? No. The guy who he buys the guns off uh, is a guy called Stephen Prince, who uh, uh, was this, this guy who was just, like, around, like, new, who, who, was like, who was just, like, a New York guy at, at that time. 
Yeah, he, he has like a small part in Waking Life in 2001. But, but uh, yeah, other, like Alex Jones. Yep. But the, 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 the like, other main thing that he's in is, uh, is, is, is a short film that Scorsese did in 78 called American Boy, A Profile of Stephen Prince, which, which, which is oh, on the Scorsese yeah. shorts collection. Yeah, yeah, which I and am... Yeah, yeah, and, I'm and, uh, I'm currently transferring that between hard drives. Got a new hard drive. Gonna rip some more things. My life's broken. I would recommend watching it. It's like it's 55 minutes long. It is Scorsese with a camera and a microphone going to Stephen Prince's house and hang out there and like drink as Stephen tells stories about his life. And he is a really fucking good storyteller. And he had a crazy life. And I think probably a lot of it's made up, but like. It, it it is like it, it, he he is he is he is just like a fantastic like talker and screen presence. In his early documentaries, Scorsese is like a really like fantastic interviewer. In this one, like Italian American, he he is yeah. he is great at getting information out of people. Well, and, and pretend it's a city to to pick a modern example. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, and and also there is a scene in Pulp Fiction, which is just fully stolen from from a story that Stephen Prince tells in American Boy. The scene where John Travolta has to take Uma Thurman to the drug dealer's house to give her the adrenaline shot, yeah, like the, 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 like just just like fully like beat for beat, t- take taken from this movie, and and it is it's it's a really weird experience to like watch this movie and be like, oh okay, like t- Tarantino 100 percent saw this and 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 decided to take this part for for Pulp Fiction. I mean, I. Uh... <sighs> It's not like he has a history of wholesale lifting stuff from other work. So I think we can let him off just this once. Um, uh, but the thing... Yeah, and like, but like that scene uh, with the scene with Stephen Prince as Andy selling stuff out of the, the bags is like... Like everything I like has done a riff on that scene. Like yeah. fucking Mr. Robot has riffs on that scene, you know, uh, and it makes it its own, and it makes it its own because anyway. Um, but but as much is that yeah. Once he's gotten those guns, he goes to a, a convenience store, and and a young black man is robbing the store, and he shoots him. And, like, that is the scene I bump on most in this film. Because that is the scene where it is the least, it feels like, as I said, his justified kill. You know? Like, yeah, this is yeah. the one where he's in the right. And 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 that kid being black feels really... It, it, tr- it troubles me, and I think understandably. You know? Yeah. Um, which is not to... I, I, it's not... I'm not just trying to dismiss it by calling it problematic you know it it is it's just it's it's complicated like we all are and, yeah. and i do but i do think that like the thing scorsese understood was that the power of this film and the power of having the script and having de niro giving this performance in the script is yeah the bicycle thieves thing or like kind of the psycho thing or where you're not like you're not on his side for the whole time, mm. but you get it. And asking an audience to get it, and like they would do it successfully when he is doing it racistly, <laughs> um, 
could really the film could be really sad that could really sour the film yeah you know um so that that's why i say it's a nine out of ten script and i think that is like that's the like uh uh first reformed aside it seems like schrader's best work is with collaborators right uh, 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 so uh, I, I mean, I, 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 I yeah I and I absolutely like I I I speak out of ignorance because the Schrader I've seen is uh three of his Scorsese's not bringing out the dead yeah. uh, um which is just me being a idiot and not it's, having it's, got it's round good. to it. I I, oh. I recommend checking it out oh yeah it's uh, the fact I haven't it's, seen that is simply is due to the linearity uh, of time um and, and i've seen bits of the canyons autofocus and first reformed right, um yeah. and, and autofocus is interesting not bad but it is like it's interesting rather than good yeah. and the bits i've seen of the canyons the uh which is a film that i will never finish for what i which should be obvious reasons on many yeah. fronts um is is like a failure so i, I guess what i'm really kind of codedly saying uh uh is that that schrader kind of needs scorsese to be like all right let's look at it let's look come on let's let's make a bit more sense out of this yeah like how I, does I, how do yeah, we express I, I, this I think, to the world yeah schrader is definitely like much more hidden than scorsese is oh well no like i think that's i don't even think it's necessarily i think it's hit and miss almost in in rotten tomatoes terms and in that like because scorsese is a populist like scorsese just loves the movies and wants other people to love the movies And, and so it is much more likely that you will enjoy one of his films strader is like the world is fucked guys like yeah, look at yeah. look he, into your hearts they are dark yeah you he, know? He, he's he's a, he's a like he, he he is an obsessively weird dude who is yeah. obsessed with like robert brisson and naked women and yeah and, and who like, isn't <laughs> but but yeah so i i, I think there is a bunch of street of it like neither of us have seen which is like his bit which is supposed to be like his best stuff like like blue collar and hardcore and light sleeper yeah and but also that that th- like the the supposed to be his best of like people who are already all in on sh- like i don't think that's necessarily true like there are people who are like ah oh, man pull straight or whatever but like oh mishima that movie fucking uh, okay 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 uh um that that oh, that last okay sounded much more dismissive than i intended it to be i, th- I think of people like Oh man, like his his remake of Cat People or like uh, uh, Dog Eat Dog, man, it's a masterpiece. Like v- v- most people <laughs> yeah. would be like, ah, oh, sure, Dog Eat Dog is pretty fun. Nicholas Cage and Willem Dafoe giving two of their most unpleasant performances, and then at the end, Nicholas Cage turns into Humphrey Bogart. Uh, <laughs> we, 
we should all celebrate we should also just briefly take a moment to celebrate the fact that we're finally getting the perfect film the universal monster remake when nicholas holt uh hunts dracula played by nicholas cage yeah. the two best nicks going head to head oh, i cannot wait anyway uh, but i but i guess what i'm saying and again to wrap up kind of threads i cast out in raging bull uh um it is like yeah the reason i think taxi driver is probably schrader's best even though i do i fucking love first reformed i especially yeah. love using first reformed as a verb as a way to <laughs> yeah. respond to to you know like my my response my response some, to some, some some of the difficulties in the world uh, uh well no the fact that the world is on fire and um people who could easily just uh transform the army into a ministry of works to uh uh convert convert us all to safer power and carbon capture uh, uh, uh while like the best acts towards those are youtuber mr beast a man who by all accounts by some accounts systematically abuses his editors and people who work for him while underpaying them a man who just got 90 million views in two days recreating squid game on youtube uh uh starting teen trees where he got two twenty million dollars to plant 20 million trees in one year which would be enough to stop one day's worth of america's carbon output but anyway that makes me want to first reformed is what i'm saying and it is because like like raging bull i think okay the success for me the 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 point i'm trying to get to i apologize i've been it's you know it's it's now midday it's basically it's what normal people consider like being awake at 6 a.m like for me um is that taxi driver for me works because it is scorsese looking at a schrader script and bringing the right bits of scorsese those other taxi drivers uh andy that that greater sense of how it will feel to an audience as a complete work rather than as a series of points being made um i think it is the best synthesis of those and because schrader is one of the greats scorsese is obviously one of the greats and de niro is i think giving his best performance mm. uh, uh he is a great actor but i think this is heads and shoulders above the rest i think this is i think it's just all of that together and like the reason raging bull is behind it when it has almost all of those elements uh is that raging bull skews to schrader it gets too dark and so yeah. it almost begins to feel like it's endorsing him and like last temptation i think skews too scorchesy scorch it it feels uh too unironic and it feels like it questions it less right and so i yeah. think this is just as much as this is a film about an absolutely unbalanced man it in and of itself is the most balanced do you know what i mean yeah and, and well, yeah and, and like having seen bringing out the dead that is again like very much their two styles and viewpoints and like scorsese's style coming out on top and like i would rather watch that but it's also like 
interesting and entertaining are equally valid reasons to make films you know yeah um and like the other i think the other thing that no one is talking about in taxi driver is not actually how he's right you know actually how it's cool no it is that like the success of this film i think a lot of it sits in how like it's the fun, like as we've talked about it feels doesn't feel like that scorsese and it's like kind of how is it good and it's just like it just this is a film that does the fundamentals and does them incredibly well this film yeah. is 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 not beef wellington um with i don't know chimichurri <laughs> i'm just trying to think of something that's complicated and difficult this is a fucking incredible omelette because they were like we want to do a story about this idea we will make a character who expresses this idea and take them on a very clear journey and making sure that we interrogate it along the way like it is it's it's meat and potatoes and they do it so well that it feels like filet mignon and that is not an insult to any of the meals i've just described <laughs> do you know like yeah, i yeah. i think as much as we can as people can get really obsessed with it with the intricacy of it it's just like no no it's just like scorsese's great power is that he just knows how to make a film you know like yeah he could make a film with the phone book you know <laughs> in a way that as much as i love richard Linklater, i know you know or like celine sharma i don't want to see their phone book films where's anderson's phone book film pt anderson's though no okay oh, yeah, I, I i i just watched inherent vice last night that film's good yeah it's pretty yeah. pretty good uh, i mean and the, 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 the like other thing we haven't talked about because i think no, 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 no. Sorry, just I have one oh, final pitch for you. Oh, sure, Phone yeah. book film by Chris McQuarrie. Okay, they're both good. They're both good pitches. Have you heard about? We we will we will get to your point, but I just read this. Do you know the stunt that Tom Cruise is rehearsing for Mission Impossible Eight? Not not seven, the one that they've just finished shooting. The one after that. In a in a World War One biplane. <laughs> he falls out of the cockpit onto the wing and so it spirals towards the ground with no pilot and so he climbs along the wing back into the cockpit and tom cruise is just out there i'm sure they have like a remote control in it or fucking whatever but it's just like he is begging death he is like he's walking into hell sitting down at death's table flipping the chessboard and saying i have start i run a whole religion that's how i got here and the only reason i run that whole religion is so i could get into this room and say to you you will never fucking get me it's fucking hell right anyway so uh, 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 like two 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 or three days ago i watched the movie capricorn one which is like a like a like good but not great conspiracy thriller from from from, from the 70s yeah but 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 but, like it ends with a seven minute long aerial stunt chase where there are some uh, sinister government helicopters chasing a crop duster biplane uh, and the the the, uh, the the plane is being is being driven by Telly Savalas. Yeah. And the, and the passenger seat is Elliot Gould, 
and then hanging off and then hanging off one of the wings is James Brolin. <laughs> And and there 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 is there is this fucking there there is this incredible stunt chase through 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 be like canyons of of like of like uh, of like Texas. It is inc- it, it it is just one of the best chase scenes I've ever seen in my life. At the I, end of it, a like pretty okay movie. Uh, as much as I do think that Roger Moore is ultimately and thoroughly a scar on on film and james bond particularly um i i because he is just i just he's rape culture personified and 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 saying that in a series of films which includes thunderball whose first act you could sincerely logline as as a man uh as as um sean connery pesters a woman into sex in the most anyway it's it's horrific and then kills a man with his own piss uh check it out thunderball it's got a good one take fight scene but anyway is that moonraker starts with a skydive fight um and the and because it was 1970 whatever the only way they did like a hundred skydives and so you're just watching and it is just the amount and of course it's between roger moore and jaws richard keel the man with metal teeth (laughs) And, and there's just no better moment of aerial action for me i mean patrick sway it clearly being patrick swayze jumping out of that plane is great Mm fall out of a helicopter is good except when it clearly turns into the the cgi lightning but it is that there is a shot where like james bond has taken out one guy and it cuts from the close-up of roger moore on with you know fake clouds behind him because he was never gonna fucking jump out of a plane no to to a stunt guy and he's finally got it he's taken uh, uh the parachute and he goes yeah and then you're in this wide that they clearly sh- you know shot by a cameraman skydiving and then a man with metal teeth swoops into frame and you're just like they had to they had to work so hard and it's so good and of course the bond theme is playing so you're like oh my god Uh, it's oh fuck anyway sorry your your taxi driver point oh yeah yeah so be like one last thing we haven't really touched on which is, I think, important to the like overall arc of of of, of this podcast is is uh, but, but like neither of us are fully equipped to 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 talk about this uh, in like a meaningful way is uh, the, the 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 score by Bernard Herrmann. The, 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 yeah. the, 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 this is this is his uh, final. Uh, this is his like last or second to last film score. It, well, he, it was the last he recorded. He died like the day after the last recording session. Yeah, and, and and then like rip <laughs> to be clear. Yeah, and and then, and then there are like a bunch of like uh, uh, tax driver and obsession come out the same year, which yeah. uh, uh, which both have scores by him. And then like and then like two years later, a movie called It's Alive Two comes out, which reuses score from the first It's Alive. And then the like other couple of movies are Psycho Four and Gus Van Sant's Psycho. And yeah. then the remake of Cape Fear, which uses his original score for Cape Fear, but, but yeah, this is, this is the final score from like uh, from like arguably the greatest film scorist of 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 the like classic era. Well, yeah, he's cer- he's certain, you know, like the competition is like Williams and Badalamente, yeah. Greenwood, you know, like yeah, yeah. it's it is he is he is 
he's in hallowed ground and like the fact that this is yeah this is the last one he composed and recorded and the fact that even then this this film has no strings in it yeah it is just discordant air um and, and even then and like because so much of his music are, are, are these this these bits of sound that that are so imp- like this is what taxi driver sounds like like we said with psycho that that is just so like that's what psycho sounds like 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 yeah. john williams and jaws that's just what jaws sounds like and the fact that he is doing things that is that self-evidently correct while also them them always being like like very formally rigid and detailed is like yeah no he like it's hard to argue with him being a master like it it is or 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 the best and the only reason i don't just jump wholeheartedly into that is that like i i cry more when i listen to johnny greenwood's scores you know or um but like fuck the like opening of his taxi driver theme where you have your like discordant brass or all yeah. like rising up and you have that that's all like slightly like off kilter drumming just like increasing in intensity mm-hmm. like rising and falling and repeating yeah. is 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 so great and like that that with the opening credits rules i mean when it like finally gets to that melody that they like incredibly sad saxophone melody yeah it doesn't get better than that it's such an incredible score yeah and, and, and- so you finish oh yeah. no, i was just gonna say i i i i i i it was like two it was like two years ago i think i got into an argument with some youtuber i used to follow on on twitter about the taxi driver score because yeah. he because he, he just watched taxi driver and was posting about how like oh you know it wasn't wasn't that good a movie but, but the fucking score was terrible just a garbage score and it, it, it had been a while since I had seen Text Driver, so I couldn't really make a, a strong argument for the score. But I was just trying to like, dude, it's 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 it's, it's Bernard Herrmann. You you like you, you like the, the the dude's done like the guy's done so many of the greatest scores, and the, and like this is commonly held up as one of his best scores. You you could like you could just be wrong here. Yeah, like yeah, that, that's that's you like you 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 you. You, you 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 don't have to like it but you you just allow for the fact that you could be wrong about this score I, it just it feels inextricable from the film you know like it, it like yeah uh and, and the one other person like everyone involved in this film did five stars all round. albert brooks's film debut congratulations al yeah, uh, he, um, he's 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 super he's super fun. Yeah, um, and, and like the cinematography by Michael Chapman, ah, uh, ah, oh, uh, uh, and Marsha Lucas, Tom Rolfe, and Melvin Shapiro as, as the editors. Yeah, uh, like, ah, oh, that's it's fucking that, that, great. And, and like that, 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 like that, that. Final scene of 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 of, of Sybil Shepherd in the taxi, where it's where it's just like her 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 like eyes and her face in, in, in the rearview mirror, and yeah. then just like the, the, the like lights of a city all surrounding her. Yeah, like mm. yeah, that, 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 uh, that's 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 what you go to movies for. 
uh, yeah, that or you know Tom Cruise falling yeah. out of a plane. Um, uh, but those are the two things. Uh, and like, yeah, Jodie Foster, Jodie Foster at twelve in this, holy fucking shit! Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, absolutely. And like, it's it 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 sucks that her being in this film led to uh, someone shooting Ronald Reagan. But um, and, and I'm very sorry for to her for that. But she's just so good in this film. Yeah, um, she, she she is. I this this was this was a. She, she 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 was in like six movies, but still like five movies in 1976. Yeah, like so. Someone called Echoes of a Summer, uh, uh, the uh, the little girl who lived down the lane, and then Freaky Friday, Bugsy Malone, Taxi Driver. Yeah, and, and like, yeah, I'd, like every time I remember that Jodie Foster exists, which is often, I'm like. Yeah, she's probably my favorite actress because I just don't like as much as I wish she supported Mel Gibson less. Um I just can't I she has been in some bad shit. Yeah. But she has never been Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah you know. Yeah, and like it, it, yeah, it, it, anyone who has who has Taxi Driver and Silence of the Lambs in, in their filmography. Well, and and Freaky Friday. Have you seen her Freaky Friday, where she's no. the kid in Freaky Friday? Her her the her Freaky Friday, like her performance as an old uh, as her mum in her body, mm. is is a is a genuinely great piece of acting. Right. Um, uh, it, it's great. This film is obviously sound. the The, the thing yeah. I would stress about it is that it's two hours and feels like it's eighty. Like it, 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 it zooms by. We've talked about it as if it's ponderous, but it is. Yeah, it's great, and I have it on my on my ranked list of all of our films, uh, uh, um, of all the films we've watched, and Force Majeure, Cold Fish, and uh, Love Exposure. I have it at number twenty one. Between the four hundred blows at twenty and Psycho at twenty-two, where do you? So I've got it at number twenty between Rear Window and Sancho the Bailiff. Yeah, it, yeah, it it is like it's iconic for a reason. It's greatly misunderstood by people who mistake empathy for endorsement, but. And it is not the thing I will say is that this film, a lot of the narrative around this film is about its violence, mm. you know, uh, uh, which there is very little of. And it is no like, of course, like the irony of this film it had to face the senses many times um, uh, is that there is nothing in it. It's at like an episode of Law and Order level, you know, like now yeah. it is. It is. There's nothing too horrific about it it's not like when in the middle of the night i was like i'm so excited to see that woman fuck the car i'm gonna rewatch raw and then i just forgot about how uncomfortable all the violence in raw is oh my god but raw check it out it's still still great raw still good uh eat raw meat equals blood draw and, and um scorsese talked about taxi driver being his great feminist work which I both buy and think he's kind of joking uh, about. 
um but it but him saying that makes i think it very clear where his uh um what parts of the film he's endorsing and what parts he yeah. isn't you know and, and, what- and the, 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 the like fact that like that the, the, the like fact that text drive was his follow-up to alice doesn't live here anymore yeah well, yeah it is, it's just it is two films in a row about how men are incredibly cruel to women yeah because there are two looking looking through social media platform letterboxd for a negative review of taxi driver to read there there uh there are two kinds of half star reviews of this film uh that one is people being like oh the joe this is just a ripoff of the great film joker lol which is like cool get it and the other is people being like this guy isn't a hero why would you make a film about him and you're like yeah because you can have films that aren't about heroes you know and and then there is this review uh um which i think does a great job of expressing what it is like to see the film while still giving it half a star i don't really disagree with this this is by nevea morissette this was incredibly gripping but made me feel insane, which I get is probably the point. This is by far the Scorsese film I understood the most and felt the most like I'm actually following a story and watching a movie. It also made me incredibly uncomfortable for so, so, so many reasons, and I can't justify giving this any sort of good rating because of the content. I get that Scorsese thinks this is his big feminist film and everything, but I'm just too uncomfortable with the existence of this. Maybe I'm a prude who doesn't get it, I don't know, but what the fuck? It's well made, and that might make it worse for me, lol. At least I know what the fuck a Sigma male is supposed to mean now, though. I also hate the ending so much. Like, if they took out that last scene, I wouldn't hate it as much, but come on. Like, yeah, uh, uh, I I think all of those things are good, but I think we watched the same film, you know? And I can actually, I can buy someone having that response. Uh, do you want to guess Nevaeh's top four films? Yeah, let's give it a shot. So one of these uh, is a film I know you love. It's one of your guys. Uh, it is about the weather. About the weather. Yeah. David Lynch's Dune. No. Kind of the opposite weather of David Lynch's Dune. Uh, the video game Heavy Rain. No, but you're a, you've hit the right weather. Also, uh, I mean, as much as David Cage would like to think it, I do not consider his works films. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's it's from the sixties. Oh no! No, right, no okay. It's it's Signum Rain, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, it's good. It's a good film. The next one is from the 60s. Uh, Let me check if you've seen it. Uh, It's a formative drama, a star-making role for the lead. Uh, uh, Fountain of Memes, a very popular soundtrack. Uh, Talks quite a lot about plastics. It's The Graduate. Yeah. Another good film. Yeah. 
uh, IMO. I, I like the way he graduates. But, uh, I mean, okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, so what do you think is the more uncomfortable date? The bad date in taxi driver or the bad date in a graduate? Uh, te- like taxi driver. Uh, uh, but you have brought up a good clue for the next film because this is this is this is a film that that is kind of adjacent to the bad date in taxi driver you know uh it is it could be you know it could be an alternate view on that event is it the heartbreak kid no 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 i'm talking almost literally like you could this film could almost be a making of for an element of that event of the taxi driver day boogie nights yeah ding uh and the last one is a film i have not seen hoo-ha um uh, it's from 1975 based on a true story um uh seems like the kind of thing you'd seen rocky Horror Picture i don't show. know no you i don't that is not the kind of film you've seen also do you what about me makes you think i haven't seen the rocky horror oh Picture sorry show? I, I, I i didn't realize you said you hadn't seen it i was just thinking of true stories from 1975 uh yeah no yeah obviously uh rocky horror picture show is based on um uh that time it's, based, it's Ob- based on real life in hamilton yeah 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 well and uh, well actually it's it's about someone from hamilton driving uh up to Whangarei, but the rain stopping and they have to go to auckland and auckland is a giant horrifying castle full of uh transvestites um uh oh lance henriksen is in this film Pumpkinhead. Uh, there, okay, there is one actor in this film. I, I will give you. Do you want the actor who will really narrow it down? Sure. Yeah. John Cazale is in this film. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's one of six movies. Yeah. Uh, Who uh, Dog Day Afternoon. Ding ding ding. Yeah. Have you seen that? Uh, no, but I've, I've been meaning to. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm sure I'll get uh, around to it. Uh, and yeah, that, those, those were Nevaeh Morissette's top four films. So, Finn. Yeah. The Driller Killer. Yeah. I. It's about a killer who drills. Yeah, my tweet was, hey guys, I'm watching The Driller Killer. This guy's got a drill. You have no idea what he's going to do with it. <laughs> uh, and, and like, I... I knew, I've known this film by reputation for a very, very long time. Uh, say, Cause, yeah. Yeah, because of the whole Video Nasties thing, which, uh, due to a quirk of British censorship, um, th- things could be released on video without going through the cinema censorship thing. And so Mary Whitehouse, who is like an even less interesting Thatcher of the <laughs> 70s and 80s, um, who was basically Maud Flanders yelling, uh, uh, think of the children, uh, uh, at, at any violence at all uh, in television, uh, who was also very kind of, um, you know, she, she, she spoke religiously as well, 
um, uh, put together a list of films that were allowed out that kids could see, uh, uh, you know, which included The Driller Killer and, of course, The Best Little Whorehouse in the West, just because of that name, that is a family-friendly musical. Um, I, I have a lot of anger towards Mary Whitehouse because her actions directly led to the classic series of being, of Doctor Who being cancelled. But uh, I won't discuss that here. I have a whole other podcast for that. Uh, and that story will take me 15 years to tell. But her complaints about the deadly assassin, that's why Doctor Who got cancelled uh, 14 years later. Um, anyway. And so... And, I, and like the reason Driller Killer was on the list was the title and the cover. Uh, have you seen the British cover of the film? Uh, I don't think so. I, I, well, I, I, I probably have at some point, but I, I'm mainly familiar with the, with the cover that's on Letterboxd. Yeah, it is uh, pretty violent. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it really emphasizes that this is a film about a driller killer, which... Oh, the, 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 the like one with with the like screaming face and the the, the like yeah. eye is the eye in both words is the drill that's going to his forehead. Yes, yeah, that was pretty cool. I like that a lot. So I saw that very young, that drill going into that guy's head, um, and, and that really fucked me up. Oh yeah, uh, that, that, that is a a very upsetting image, and. and I it is interesting that this film like 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 the story of the video nasties thing is that obviously it was your standard issue fucking mundane bullshit moral panic you know yeah like I I I do not believe I'm making any kind of uh, uh I'm not speaking out of turn when I say that some some films that were on the video nasty list include the chant of Jimmy Blacksmith which is an which is an Australian film about how racism is bad. Uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead, the original Night of the Living Dead, uh, the first couple of Friday the Thirteenth movies, uh, Scanners. Uh, they, they, they seem to have a real thing for Cronenberg, like Scanners, Rabbit, and Shivers are, are all on there. And like Sh- Sh- Shivers is a deeply nasty movie. I I I, yeah. I agree. With, I kind of agree with that being on it. That, that movie is Night of the Living Dead, but the zombies want to fuck you. And. Uh. Uh, I well like the thing like the frustrating thing about the video nasty panic is that their core core point was correct which was sure, yeah. that that British censorship should have closed the loophole and that things released on video need to go through a rating and censorship board and, and uh, I I want to be clear I am much more pro rating than censorship but I also uh, uh agree with new zealand's rating board decision that uh, irreversible should only be shown for study or in festivals uh and, and i do think there are some things that should be cut from films uh or 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 removed like you know actual violence anyway um yeah and, and but they turned it into a moral panic saying that these things should be banned rather than just shown to people who know what they are and want to see them and most importantly uh understand that they're not real yeah. uh, uh well, but- and the, the, the like uh uh 
So the, the, the like ones the, the ones that I read up before were, were, were just like probably like an like informal list of, of of video nasties. But like the like Driller Killer wasn't allowed to be released in the UK until, until 1999. Yeah, and uh, and, and like and like even then it was it was released in a in a cut down version. Like you like it, it was it was like illegal to own or show the Driller Killer. Yeah, it is, and. That is obviously not it, because yeah. like this film is like so- Sion Sono watches this film and laughs. Um, it is it is kind of, but it, but I also like un- children should not see this film. Children oh, shouldn't sure, see the yeah. poster. Um, and, and, and uh, that I, th- but I, I I'm, this is a walk up to my point is that I think that and like Abel Ferrara. Who 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 wrote, directed, and stars in this film? Stars in yeah, it he, under under a pseudonym. Yeah. Um, has gone on to make uh, other work that people dig uh, uh, that I have not seen enough of, or I think any. I'm have I seen King of New York? Maybe. I feel like I might have seen his body snatches as well. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Uh, um, to to rate. But like, I think the combination that Abel Ferreira went on to make films people like, and that this was a video nasty, have given this film an aura that otherwise it would be like a footnote at the beginning of his career that only purists would watch and be like, I mean, yeah, he started making real films a bit later, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, I, mean, I, 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 I usually try and give like a bit of a backstory about 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 filmmakers who I'm more familiar with than you are. But I, 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 I don't really have that much information about Ferrara. Like, he, he was just a like New York independent film guy who, after like making some shorts and one and like one porn film. Got got the money to give her to to make this. It was like it, it, it like did kind of well, and people were like fairly impressed by it. So then he 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 like got money to make uh, to, to 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 make his next film, Miss Forty Five, yeah. uh, which is about a woman who was uh, raped twice in one day, and then picks up a gun and goes around the city avenging herself uh, upon like every man that she sees, essentially, uh, which is pretty good. And then he, and and then like he 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 just sort of like he just sort of like does movies for a while and not no, nothing like particularly prominent or well known for like another ten years until he does King of New York and Bad Lieutenant and Body Snatchers in the early nineties mm-hmm. and then oh, after Bad that, Lieutenant I have seen Bad Lieutenant right yeah, yeah. And, and then like after that he just sort of, he he is like he 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 becomes much more insular. And it, it, it's less about like crime movies, yeah. It, it, it's less about like crime and violence, and it is, it is it is like much more internal at that point. He he uh, he, uh, he makes a movie, New Rose Hotel, which is about Argia Argento and Willem Dafoe and Christopher Walken hanging out in a hotel. And there is a uh, there is a making of uh, a movie of uh, 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 there is a making of New Rose Hotel, which is just like. An hour and a half of of Abel Ferrara and Asia Argento 
just doing drugs in a hotel room, basically. And that that's that's how the movie was made. Uh, Abel Ferrara is like I I I I assume not anymore, but he was he was like a big fan of all the drugs. You know, he 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 most of the movies he made, you know, on coke or meth or heroin or a combination of all three of those. Uh, I mean, uh, including this one, including you, you 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 can you can really feel it in this one. What Ferrara does now is, is he makes these like very slow, deliberate art films starring Willem Dafoe. The last like six or seven movies he's made have mostly starred, have like mostly been with Willem Dafoe, and it's it's just like about it, it, it's about like artists who are facing death and reckoning with existential terror. Uh, he he made a movie called Four Forty Four Last Day on Earth. Uh, 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 he he uh, he made a movie called Pasolini about the last day of Pasolini's life, uh, st- starring Willem Dafoe as Pasolini. Uh, he, uh, he made a movie called Siberia, which is uh, just Willem Dafoe walking through the snow and and like weird uh, uh, dream shit happening for like an hour and a half. And like, and like that's that's what he does now. But the uh, the uh, uh, we, 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 I, I I I watched Pasolini a few days ago. And uh, uh, it, it is like an okay movie. It, it, it's it's not as good as you want the movie about Pasolini made by Ferrara to be, but uh, it but 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 it but it opens with a uh, but but it opens with Pasolini uh, uh, giving an interview and, and and he says this, which I I I think is like, which I think is a very good encapsulation of both Pasolini and Ferrara. To scandalize is a right. To be scandalized is a pleasure. And those who and those who refuse the pleasure to be scandalized are moralists. And like that, that that's 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 like that's pretty much all of it there. You know, that, that, yeah. that, that, that's that's how Ferrara approaches filmmaking. Well, and all of that is also in Driller Killer, um, which is a film about this artist who uh, uh, does paintings, argues with people. And kills people with drills, and, and goes to gigs, and so it is like, uh, like if you got a bunch of like post-it notes and wrote like drill kill on like six of them, music bit on like eight of them, painting drama on like eight of them, and then just like, like misc. <laughs> Uh, talking to woman scene on like this time eating pizza this time on six more put them in a jar and just like randomly dealt them out because i kept being like watching this film i was like is there a plot i am not understanding and it's just no it's just a pile of it's just a pile of stuff yeah And, and and like it and like that like yeah, punk is like the point of punk. Apart from you know to eventually sell butter and be a cunt, yeah. is is to look at the the system, the structure, and be like fuck it. Yeah, uh, and and like this really feels like Ferrara looking at Taxi Driver specifically. This film really rhymes with Taxi Driver in yes. a lot of ways, and being like, what if? 
you know, what if the people who made Taxi Driver weren't cowards? Um, and, and like, if the people who made Taxi Driver weren't cowards, they would make a, 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 bo- like, a both boring, overlong and boring and oddly too short miasma that, feels just like i was just faintly irritated throughout and not in a like fuck you way but in a like man if i was working camera on this film because <laughs> it really feels like the vibe of this film is that it would be like you know he'd have his camera and sound team show up and he'd be like yeah we're just gonna eat some pizza and talk for today's scene <laughs> and i could just feel being the cameraman and being like we worked so we worked so hard. It's going to cost so much to develop this film. It's so hard to operate this camera. It's so difficult, you know. Like films like this now are like on mini DV or shot on phones and have yeah, yeah. thirty views on YouTube or Vimeo. Do you know what I mean? And that is not me making up a synonym for bad. Like this film is. Uh, it is trying to do an interesting thing and does it, but it just feels so weird for it to be such a th- big thing. Like this should be tucked in the corner of film rather than uh, 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 yeah, uh, a I, statement I, I, item. So I, I've, I've just found the I've just found the documentary uh, about about the making of New Rose Hotel. It, it, uh, it is called Abel slash Asia. It is directed by Asia Argento. And uh, it is 35 minutes long. The uh, the uh, the uh, the uh, most popular review on Letterboxd says, "Pretty fun to see the god at work, and at work I mean coked out and free associating on a guitar. Some great insights into Abel's technical fixations." Azia Argento says the N word three times. Not great. Yeah, it just like as dangerous as this is to say on a podcast. This film has a vibe of people just fucking around. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it it is it is a it like yeah it it is an incredibly low budget and independent film made like made by a like made by a fucked up weird guy, and, and like it was like filmed in like it was filmed mostly in two apartments. With like very occasional going out onto the street or going to a gig to see a show. Basically, the, the like movie is Abel Ferrara plays a guy called Reno Miller, who is a painter. He is uh, struggling, not not able to not able to make ends meet. He lives with two women, uh, uh, his his girlfriend. Uh, 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 he lives with his girlfriend uh, Carol Slaughter, uh, played by an actress called Carolyn Mars. And uh, uh, and uh, uh, and another woman called Pamela, played by a woman called Baby Day. And uh, 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 yeah, so C- Carol is his girlfriend, and Pamela also seems to maybe be his girlfriend, but they are both more interested in each other than in him. Uh, and he is trying to work on the painting that will be his 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 like masterpiece. It is a, a giant picture of a buffalo, and. In in contrast to everything else in the film, it looks really nice. It is it is like a giant yeah. it is like a giant 
glossy, very, very like, very like, very nice, very nicely painted buffalo with like with like cool shit happening on it. And, Did Ferrara do these paintings? Uh, I I don't think so. I think I think, I think yeah. in the credits it's it says that someone else did the paintings. Yeah, um, but but yeah, I mean like just every everything around this this giant lovely painting of a buffalo is is just like grime and grease and fucking blood and shit and every and everything is garbage and and so yeah and so he he like he li- he lives he lives there with his one there two months behind on the rent and then a punk band moves in next door a punk band called the roosters led by a guy called tony coca-cola uh playing himself i believe yeah uh and, i believe so too yeah. yeah this punk band moves in next door and they are practicing all hours of night and uh he basically gets sent insane by his punk band uh, practicing next door and uh, goes out uh, with a portable electric drill and starts murdering the homeless. Yeah. You'll never guess what with, though. Um, It is... I, I kind of wanted to say, like, I don't get it. But, like, the thing is, I get it. Is that like the the point of this film is that like the people who think that you know the 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 Bickle thing we just need a water to come and wash all the sludge away, mm. uh, and that the people who think they're a part of the sludge they're part part of the dirt right, like this guy thinks he's cleaning things up but he is the worst of them you know he is yeah. beyond complicit. And, like, cool, I get it. The thing is, Taxi Driver does that in, like, one scene. <laughs> in, like, the scene where, where where Iris treats him as any other John and he's horrified. Mm. But then he kind of, like, you know, like... Yeah, yeah. It, and it is like, oh, yeah, you're still... I Yeah, how did you find it? I mean, I... Like I, I am, like n- I, I'm, I'm not a massive Ferrara fan, but I, 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 I've enjoyed all the Ferrara movies I've seen, and uh, I think like have, having, having some of the context of what he tries to do in his next few films, I think like made made me, I think a, a, a lot, a lot more forgiving of of, of this film than 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 you are. Oh, it's it's and like yes. But I'm also like, it's not bad. It is mm. just like, this should be like Driller Killer VHS rip with with one um, cedar for people who want to go. It should be what A Fistful of Fingers is to, to Edgar Wright. Like, it should be the deep background thing, not just through a combination of... Um, you know, fate on a number of fronts, like a one of his most high-profile films. Like, do you sure, understand yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it is. Yeah. It just feels weird. But anyway, you were saying. Yeah. So I had a pretty good time with this. I enjoy '70s New York scuzziness. I I enjoy uh, incredibly sloppy punk rock music, uh, and and I I I I, I enjoy weirdos fucking around with cameras and so i i i thought this was like 
pretty fun for the most part. Like some of the kills are pretty good. Like they feel like what the the one that the one that's on the UK poster of the drill actually going into the guy's head is is like very upsetting, and it is it is like done in a way where like it feels like you are watching a power drill be like be pushed into a man's forehead, and. Like it, it, it is, it is, it is horrifying. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it is, it's, it is, it's, it's real bad, guys. Yeah, it, it is, it is really well done on that level. Uh, and and, and like the, the and, and like I mean, the, 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 this has the like same thing that 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 the text driver has in, in that it is, it it has the the director casting himself as the worst person in the movie, and. Which which he which he does again in Miss Forty Five, yeah. where 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 uh, where he uh, where, where he is credited as the unnamed uh, first rapist. And uh, I, I, I I think I think Ferrara is is a guy with uh, a uh, uh, I mean like uh, yeah it, it it seems like he's mellowed out recently, but at, at like in like the late seventies. Fruit of the like nineties, he is a guy with a very low opinion of himself, and like he he he, I mean I I think of 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 his of I I I I think like of of himself as like a person, he 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 is not someone who likes himself at all. He is very happy to embrace and depict the, the like worst aspects of 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 himself and what he could be on film, and I like the brutality of how he is with himself can't relate uh if anything like like uh um cis men creators who dedicate their work to flagellating themselves uh (laughs) self-indulgent imo i yeah, I like I like I respect this. Hmm. Like I respect this film being made. I kind of resent watching it. If you know what I <laughs> sure, like. Yeah, yeah. Uh 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 but so, did, did, uh, did, I resented uh, watching it while watching it. I don't resent it now, you know? Sure, yeah. Uh, did you get around to watching um uh, Miss 45 or Fear City? I did I did not. No. Okay. I I will in the future though. Yeah, his follow-up films this Miss 45 and Fear City uh really interesting I, I i think i think fear city is kind of doesn't fully work but there is like lots of good stuff in it but 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 like miss 45 is is probably my favorite of his movies uh and though it, it, it uh, the 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 uh the star of the movie is a woman called zoe lund who uh who who was like 18 years old when 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 she made it and Whitworth was already a uh, just massive cokehead. Uh, like that, I, like I, I assume that's how her and Ferrara met, as they both love drugs. But uh, as Bella, <laughs> so, 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 but, but like Zoe Lund would, would go on to later uh, 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 write uh, Bad Lieutenant. So uh, it, it, it was so it, it was it was like her idea to do a film about a bad lieutenant. And 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 she and and and, and she like wrote a, a they were like there there were differing accounts on on how much of it is hers versus versus Ferrara's but but like she wrote 
a lot of, of Bad Lieutenant. And, and, uh, uh, yeah, and, and the, 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 like, the, the, like, thing about Fear City is, it, it is from 84, and it, it, you, you can kind of feel it as, as a, like, prototype for that type of movie that becomes very popular in the, like, late 80s and early 90s, which is the, 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 like, erotic thriller where someone's killing strippers. And, and, and you know, like, and, and so, you, you know, you, you got like, you, you, you got a bunch of whole women, you got a maniac on the loose, and every woman gets a strip scene and then a death scene. Right? And, and, and like, and like Fear, Fear, Fear City is kind of setting the template for that, but in, in a, but, 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 it, it, but its approach to, to sexuality and violence is so much more complicated and interesting than, than like any of those later films are. Really early on in the film, there is a there is a scene in Fear City which intercuts uh, M- Melanie Griffith's character stripping with, with with one of the other strippers by being stabbed in a back alley, and it, it's like intercutting between the two and like oh boobs, and then like oh this woman is being horribly attacked, and then it's like it's getting it's getting faster and faster with the cutting, and then like it starts to intercut the like men in the crowd like like going go, going nuts for Melanie Griffith, and then like. It, it, like lose it, lose it on Griffith. So now it's just like the, the the men like yelling and chanting and like shouting with, with the woman being 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 attacked. And and it, it is like so 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 many of this type of film is like like sees the like violence against it against sex workers as like like kind like kind like if 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 not their fault, then like like something to do with them. Yeah. Whereas, like in like Fear City, it is always very clearly presented as misogynist violence that is like a reactionary aberration, rather than something that like grows out of woman's sexuality, which I, which I think yeah. is uh, uh, cool and good that he did that. Then it ends with like a pretty boring karate fight. <laughs> uh, yeah, hey man, like yeah, it just I don't. Oh God, I respect that. You know, yeah. it is just that I life is long, and you have to pick what you you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I could absolutely see myself just going so deep on this and being like, yeah, no, actually, the the roots of all progressive modern cinema are in Abel Ferreira. You know, like yeah. you don't get petite maman without <laughs> driller killer. Um, you know, you don't. Oh no, I, I, I'm, I presume. Like, I think the the better take is Titan, right? Like, you don't sure, get yeah, Titan yeah. without Driller Killer, which is actually like a take someone could make. God, I can't wait to see her fuck that car. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Um, I just, it's what cinema's what, about. Did you see Tasha Robinson's uh, tweet about having seen Titan? Maybe. The, this is the tweet that made me sure that it will be your film of the year. Welp. My husband and I just watched Titan, and now we have unfortunately both decided we never want to touch or look at another human body ever again. So don't tell me cinema doesn't have long-lasting real-world effects. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, right? Uh, anyway, I yeah I, uh, I, I I'm seeing Tatan right after the last duel. That, that, that's going to be 
going to be a pretty sick double feature. I just, yeah, I don't want to seem like I'm being uncharitable to this film. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it is shite. <laughs> Uh, uh, I I think watching it immediately after Taxi Driver, which I do think makes all of its points and better. Sure, yeah. Except for the point that you should, most films should have six to eight just bits of just a band playing some songs, which yeah, is, you know, I, great. I, I love, like, kind of bad punk rock music, and so all the scenes of, of this, like, the scenes of a band playing, I think, is so much fun. Because, like, it, it, is, it is very much... Like it, it is a punk band that is like making fun of punk rock music, and they're, they're like doing all the things that they're like kind of uncreative punk bands were doing at this time. Where they're like, oh, we'll, we'll get some female backup singers in who will do like uh, do up backing vocals, and uh, okay, you play play like a surf bass line, and uh, and yeah, I, I, I don't I don't have any lyrics yet, so I'll just kind of sing in a way that the words don't matter, and. And then uh, instead of playing a riff, I will just sort of hit my guitar over and over again. And we'll do that for uh, 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 four to five minutes at a time. And I, I love I love that shit. Yeah. It, 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 I, I don't love it, but I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, uh, and like, like more power to him. And like, he, Ferrer could not predict a world where films like literally anyone who has a phone made in the past 15 years can make a film like this. You know what I mean? And so the very fact that it exists, which at when it was first released was confronting and made a point like the fact that that now he, I don't think he could ever account for that, that novelty disappearing within the film and like that's time's fault, but it is, yeah, no, I, I'm calling it shite. I have it ranked at number 125 uh, on my list, which is above Christopher Columbus, The Discovery, and beneath Red Dawn. But that is just simply because this is not a film to be ranked. It is a film uh, uh, to be studied or or considered or obsessed over. And I did not do any of those things, so I have to deal it quite a shit hand, for which I apologize, you know? Yeah. So I, I have it at uh, number 83, uh, above Mamma Mia, here we go again, and below Mank. But is it shy or sound thin? It's, it's, it's real borderline stuff. Mm. I don't think it, it clearly fits in either category for me. And so would, yeah. would, would, you, would you like but to... you still got to give it one. Nope, I don't. It is, yeah, it is both shite and sound. Uh, that counts. Okay, great. Uh, w- That's w- a category. W- w- uh, would you like to hear a five-star review of Vadrilla Killer? I mean, yes, but I do also... Ye- like, yes and no. <laughs> uh, so this, uh, this is a five-star review by Letterbox user Foose. Mean as fuck punk rock 70s new wave art house cynicism that is drilled deep into your head with classy sleaze. Gritty New York Gritty New York nihilism is easily one of the best subgen is easily one of the best subgenres in cinema, and films like these are proof that there was always so much to do with it, even when you had little. It is also a really early slasher that could be considered one of the several prototypes of the genre, but but its influence wasn't felt in slasher movies in the years following, and sure as hell not now. 
I'd say that's a good thing that adds to how much this thing hit me. It stands alone in its own brand of fucked up grime. The aforementioned classy sleaze, the synths, the raw punk concerts, the gratuitous sex, the pulpy gore. It's like a snuff film being inspired by a, Texas, by, by a taxi driver and the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's something really ambitious about the way that Ferrara creates and performs the psychotic descent of a young painter named Reno. It's scuzzy and rough and drug-fueled. The way the kills happen is so messy and amateur, adding extra chills down my spine. The way Reno's face looks when he's doing them, the way he frankly moves like a squirrel, the way people squirm and scream and die, it's all voyeuristic and haunting, but there's also this wise joke that the film is in on. I was honestly fascinated and completely enamored. I fell head over heels in love with this. Like, I only disagree with two parts of that review. One is giving it five stars, and the other is the word classy. Like, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just don't think that's actually that interesting, you know? Yeah. Like, so would you, would you like to guess Foose's top four films? Is Driller Killer one of them? No, but there is a Ferrara. Uh, uh, Bad Lieutenant. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which is his nor- which is probably my favorite uh and his normiest one yeah, right yeah. like it's entry level ferrara for dummies the second film on the list is a cut down movie of a mini series uh justice league no uh okay um oh dust but no nope. is it in the english language it is not uh okay uh um all right uh get all genre it, it was remade this year there was a lot of publicity uh surrounding the premiere of of of, of the remake because of the because of the chemistry between the two leads uh scenes from a marriage uh finn yeah where can people find you online oh who gives a shit but you can find the show on Twitter at ShitesoundPod, or you can email us at ShitesoundPod at gmail.com. Why not check out our website? It's at ShitesoundSound.com. Uh, and if you like what I do, which uh, I hope you do, um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram as Youther Lives. I also have a Facebook page, which I don't use. Um, I have a newsletter. Sign up for that at bit.ly slash youthalives. I have two other podcasts. One is The Witching Hours, an eerie anthology of audio drama, and the other is a relationship podcast called The Slow Path, where me and my partner Briar watch Doctor Who until we die. Our theme song is The Nux. Like Zamblam. You can check him out on Bandcamp. What are we watching next week? Oh, okay. It's a, it's a it's a biggie next week. Oh uh, yeah, I I I feared this. Next week we are watching The Godfather Part Two and Gotti. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Yeah, man. I I mean, ah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I've just got so many emotions. I I mean, jumping. Like De Niro did, but in the opposite order from Taxi Driver to Godfather 2. Um, I I have never seen Godfather Part 2 before, 
Have you you've seen Godfather Part One? Uh, right? Yes, but I, I I watched it on a DVD on my laptop while I was partially asleep, so I'll need to rewatch Godfather Part One as well. No, can I ask that you don't? <laughs> can I ask that you just watch Godfather Part Two? Actually, no, fuck it. Can you just watch The Godfather, Coda, colon, The Death of Michael Corleone? <laughs> no. No, just do it without having seen... Just, like, what do you make of it without having seen part one? The Godfather, a book I read in primary school. If you like the show, tell your friends. Why not uh, uh, leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice? And we're an acquired taste. It would be great if more people could acquire it, which I guess only leaves us to say, movies are good. Even bad ones. Go, Go watch them. director who likes to end his movies uh, with scenes of uh, bodily trauma in bathrooms. Okay, so it's a Sion Sono uh, film? No, no, I, I've seen, uh, I've seen uh, three of this person's movies and two of them end with scenes of bodily trauma in bathrooms, including this one. Is it James Wan? No. Uh, okay, uh, is it... Oh, now I'm just... Li- oh, Hanukkah. Uh, no, but you're 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 get, get, getting close to Hanukkah. Who is close to Hanukkah? <laughs> um. Uh. I why now you're just making me think of all the bodily trauma in bathrooms <laughs> I've seen. Christ. Um. Not in English, I presume. Uh. 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 uh, 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 uh this one is is in English. Uh, the the other film that ends with bodily trauma in a bathroom is not in English. Decade. Uh, uh, 2010s. I just can't think of a single film anymore. They're all just gone from my mind. Uh, is Linda Cardellini in it? Uh, she is not. Uh, I will tell... Ah. Oh, yeah. Is it, is it Mexican? No. It... Ah, uh, so it's not Del Toro. No, uh, um, I'll, I'll give you, uh, uh, I'll give you uh, one actor. Um, uh, Michael Smiley is in this. Ben Wheatley. Uh, no, but 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 uh, no. but, uh, but in the cast there is a Ben W. Ah, oh, uh, Von Trier. No. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? What the f- is it Vintenberg? Vintenberg? Uh, no. 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 Oh my god. Okay, give me the country at least. I mean, it, 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 the director's country. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, he, he, he's, he's the one director from this country that we know, so uh, uh, Greece. 
Oh, Lenth Mars. Yeah. Your gosh. So, is it favorite? Uh, no. Ah, oh, um, Sacred Deer? No. It's... Oh my god, Euthydean, what is happening to your brain? Dogtooth, fucking Dogtooth, of course. The one with Ben Wishaw and Michael Smiley yeah. in it. No, not Dogtooth. Gah! Come on, you can see it, Euther. The, they're hugging, but invisible. Oh no, and I can't just say the one with Colin Farrell in it either. The lobster, the lobster. The lobster. Yeah. It ends with, yeah. the, with the eye poking oh in the bathroom. My. Yeah, 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 Jesus. I've just learned, yeah. What a guy. Yeah. What a film. Uh, and then uh, the, the, <gasps> uh, the last film on the top four is uh, a film that I have not seen by one of your favourite directors. Um, Itu Mama Tambien. Uh, no. Uh, 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 I think uh, I think saying the country uh, would give away the director too easily. Uh, okay, uh, as, so as, The Child? Uh, no, it, it, it is European. Okay. Um, a Girlhood? No. Uh, I, I, I've, uh, I've seen Girlhood. Ah, oh, how good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, second best use of Rihanna outside of reality. Um, uh, uh, okay. So, uh, who do I like? Um, oh, is it, is it, is Tilda Swinton in it? Uh, she is not, no. Oh, God. Okay, then cuts quite a lot of films so, and directors uh, the, out uh, the, the, uh, the, this uh, this filmmaker is famous for uh, two for two different series of films but this film is outside those series two different series yeah and have they directed all of the films in those series yes. robert rodriguez no okay um this dude is like one of your guys. Yeah, I know. That's like the really embarrassing part of this is that I'm struggling to remember someone I like. <laughs> uh, um. Oh my god. Okay. Oh. You you haven't seen it. No. Okay. What? All right. Give me tenth build. Okay. Tenth build. <laughs> oh god. Uh, the. the- Alright, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, uh, okay, tenth build is someone called. Uh, so I just gotta um, just gotta put this into Google Translate to get the pronunciation right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, is this like cutie honey? Okay, let, let's hear this. Uh, <laughs> Okay, uh, I'm gonna. Right, I'm gonna play the Google Translate. Uh... Monika Gozdik. Monika Gozdik. Ah, oh, right. So it's Kislovsky. So, uh, Double Life of Veronique? Uh, no, I've seen that one. Uh, Camera Buff? Uh, no. Uh, but it is a Kislovsky. It is a Kislovsky, yes. Okay. Who? The Scar? Uh, no. Blind Chance? Yes. Yay! 
Oh, I really wanted it to be Double Life of Veronique because then I could argue with you because Double Life of Veronique is a kind of, in some ways, semi-remake of one of the Decalogues. So I could be like, it actually is part. But anyway, yeah, Kozlowski, yeah, absolutely. I have just never, yeah, two series. You just, when you hear someone who's worked on a series of films, you don't think of Trois Couleurs Rouge, Blanc and Bleu, you know? You don't go like, oh, yeah. Like, uh, like, I was like, Paul King? Does Willy Wonka count as a series? <laughs> I mean, it's not out yet. Yeah, so, oh, uh, my yeah, gosh. I, I, so, yeah, I, I've, I've not seen Blind Chance or The Scar or Camera Buff, but I, I'm I'm going to hopefully see Camera Buff and The Scar soon because I'm working on my list of uh, feel-bad 70s movies and I want a Polish film on yeah. there, I think. Yeah. Those will probably be uh, good fits. Uh, Every single one of Krzysztof Kieslowski's films that I've seen, and I've not seen many of his documentaries, uh, and, and I'm yeah, I'm I'm not all the way there on his early work, but uh, every single one of his films would be a masterpiece in anyone else's career, uh, uh, which is why his masterpiece, The Decalogue, uh, is probably the best piece of filmed media in existence. <laughs> 